Hello everyone and welcome back to Gina's Groove. Uh, before I get started, I just want to say a big thank you for all the love on episode 4. I really appreciate it. I really love pe- seeing people enjoy the podcast and I just want to thank you all so much for just listening and supporting me through this whole thing. So, to dive right in, this week we are going to talk about Fine Line by Harry Styles, which is one of my favorite albums ever. I know some people are kind of skeptical of listening to that album because it's Harry Styles and he is from One Direction, but please do not be skeptical. Please give this album a chance. I used to not really like One Direction back in the day. I know, blasphemy. But I decided to check out Harry's first album when it came out in 2017 because I really liked Sign of the Times. And once I listened to his whole album and what he had to offer, I fell in love with his music. And then I went back and listened to all of One Direction stuff, which of course I heard like their big singles, but all of their albums, and I started to really love their music. And I've just been a huge fan of him and of One Direction ever since. And I first listened to Fine Line when it came out in December 2019, but I wanted to, I, I even wanted to go to his show, which would have been in my city in August 2020, but COVID happened, so didn't get to do that. So we'll see if COVID goes away and we have that herd immunity and hopefully I'll get to go to one of his shows one day. So let's dive right in for to talk about why I just love this album. So the album starts off with track one which is Golden. I say this I feel like I say this about every album but this is a great opener. It feels like driving with the windows down ideally at the beach it's, I feel like it's perfect for that TikTok where you're, like, driving with a friend and wearing scarves and sunglasses. If you know, you know. But it's actually deeper than just a cool driving song. He even says, I know that you're scared because hearts get broken. So, it's kind of like talking about how a relationship is starting and you're kind of afraid but willing to make that jump and maybe fall in love. And he says, I know that you're scared, so I'm thinking... There may be fear of commitment on both sides of this. Maybe, like, the person he's interested in is scared. He may be scared, but they both seem, like, infatuated with each other. And then we go into track two, which is Watermelon Sugar. This is one of my absolute favorite songs on this album. I know it's very popular. It was actually my number two song of 2020. It's a very summery song. It's perfect for tanning on the beach or just even enjoying some fruit because the song is Watermelon Sugar. (laughs) um sorry that was a dad joke uh it starts off it's to me it's very groovy with like all the trumpets and the electric guitar it's a talks about a very playful part of a relationship and it leaves it open to interpretation as to what that exactly means uh won't really get into that uh but it's basically talking about how you can kind of feel like you're getting high almost on a relationship and kind of the euphoria around the beginning of a relationship and almost the honeymoon phase if you will overall i can't wait to see this song performed live i feel that it may be great towards the end of his set list with like confetti falling when the trumpets start near the end of the song i feel like that would be perfect then we go into track three which is adore you Another very popular song since it also was a single. It's very 80s pop influence to me. I kind of associate this with a pop song for a rainy day. I don't know if that's just because in my head I'm always thinking about the music video when I listen to the song, but I feel like it would be great for a rainy day. 
Once again, it's talking about that initial infatuation slash euphoria of being in a relationship, but this is more along the lines of how you would do anything for them. He even says, I'd walk through fire for you, just let me adore you. So he would do anything for this girl. This is a very groovy song. Uh, honestly, it's perfect for a drive, even a rainy day, the beach, a workout, practically anything. I absolutely love this song. Once again, I can't wait to see this song live as well. And then we go to an interesting one with track four, which is Lights Up. This was actually the first single off of this album, and it kind of established a new direction with his sound. Um, if you've listened to his first album, which if you haven't, you totally should, um, it's kind of showing a transition between very classic rock influences with the first album to a more pop influence with this album in some places. Although we do have some kind of hippie, psychedelic sounds, which we'll get into later. Um, but because even though it's a very poppy er song, it definitely has a deep meaning. He even says it would be so sweet if things just stayed the same. So it shows a pivot point in the album, in this relationship, that was once going so well. He even says, too, all the lights couldn't put out the dark running through my heart, lights up and they know who you are. So I thought, hmm, maybe he's somewhat having an identity crisis or just some deep-seated issues that he can't talk about with this girl, like, in their relationship. And I, overall, I feel like it's a great chill-pop song. I used to listen to it all the time, although I don't really listen to it much anymore. And then we have track five, which is Cherry. It has a very beautiful beginning with, like, some strumming guitar. It sounds very chill, and it could even be a song to meditate to, but honestly, it's more of a song to cry to, and here's why. This song is all about jealousy when the person you loved has moved on, although you haven't moved on from them. He says things like, don't you call him baby, I'm so selfish, or I'm selfish so I'm hating it, excuse me, um, and most of us have definitely been there, so... Like I say, it's definitely about being jealous and seeing the person you love moving on without you, of course. Fun fact, the little voice that you hear at the end of this song is actually his ex that he is singing about in the song. Um, which, to me, I think that was a great addition. It makes the song even more personal and transparent, and it just shows that he's essentially opening up his diary for us to read. Then... We go to track six, which is Falling. This is probably the most depressing song on this album. I teared up when I first heard it because it just lays it all out there. The lyrics and instrumentation just make you feel numb and hurt. That's the best way I can put it. It perfectly describes losing yourself after a breakup and realizing that you had so much invested in this person, but kind of need needing to step back and fix yourself. And also realizing this person that you were once with is now kind of a stranger to you. He even says, what am I now? What if I'm someone I don't want to be around? So he's almost taking accountability and knows he isn't acting like himself post-breakup. Which, seeing any man take, account take accountability is very nice to see. Um, and this is definitely a song to cry to or listen to on a rainy day or just completely ball your eyes out to. Then we go to track seven, which is To Be So Lonely. This was one of my absolute favorites and still is, and here's why. The 
I love the ukulele strums at the beginning and how it starts out, but he kind of takes a big pivot from falling. He even says, don't blame me for falling, I was just a little bored. And when I first heard that, I was like, yo, that is petty, but I love it. So it's talking about kind of starting to move on and get over it, and he's kind of done with this girl. It's a great transition, because y'all know me, I love to see people be petty. Um, he's saying, maybe I'm okay being lonely versus being in this relationship or whatever. But, oh wait, I'm still jealous. He even says, I just hope you see me in a little better light. Do you think it's easy being of the jealous kind? And before he says that, if you listen closely, you'll have to probably have, like, headphones in when you listen to this. You can hear someone lighting a match and blowing out the flame, which I think was just incredible to add in. And... I just think this is a great song to listen to after maybe running into your ex or if you know you're going to run into your ex and you're still not totally over them or you just want a chill but emotional song to listen to. Then we go to track eight, which is She. If you've heard Woman from his first album, this is basically Woman's older sister. It's a six minute long song and it's definitely rock. He says in the song she lives in daydreams with me and stuff like I don't know who she is so we're I'm thinking hmm who is she right so I'm thinking this is an imaginary girl that he has in his head who is basically his ideal woman I think this song has an amazing guitar solo in it if you listened to my last episode and you really liked the song take what you want from me by Post Malone featuring Ozzy and Travis Scott And you like that guitar solo, you'll definitely love this guitar solo. It kind of reminds me in a weird way of Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande. I guess because kind of like the rocky element in that song and how this song is very rock heavy to me. This song definitely makes me feel like a baddie. I feel like when I listen to this song, I'm ready to walk into some rock concert in some leather outfit and great makeup. Absolutely love this song. Then we go to track 9, which is Sunflower Volume 6. This song feels very psychedelic. It's definitely psychedelic pop. I think it's great for driving on a sunny day or going to the beach. It sounds very beachy to me. Sounds like very visco girl, if you will. But although this song may sound happy, this song definitely has a sad side. He even says, sunflowers just died. Keep it sweet in your memory. So to me, he's talking about the honeymoon phase in the relationship for a majority of the song but acknowledging that this relationship is over, although it was, it seemed like it was pretty good. He's basically kind of daydreaming about the song, uh, wow, about the relationship within the song. Overall, I think it's a very cute song. It's great if you even have a crush and you just need a song to kind of relate to in that way. Then we go to track 10, which is Canyon Moon. I will say this song doesn't really resonate with me. I tend to skip it, but I think it's a cute song even still. The best way I would describe it is how a Rolling Stone article described this song, which is soft hippie rock. I definitely think it's a good road trip song. It feels like it was influenced by a Joni Mitchell song because it reminds me of her song Big Yellow Taxi, and I know that Harry Styles was very influenced by her. And he's definitely recalling happy times in this song. He says, I keep thinking back to a time under the canyon moon. And honestly, I just love how the vocals are layered in the fourth verse. Although this isn't one of my favorites, 
I say still definitely give it a listen if you love that soft, hippie rock sound. Then we go to track 11, which is Treat People with Kindness. I also tend to skip this one because I'm not always in the mood because it's a very happy song. I think it's perfect for driving on a sunny day. It sounds like something that would play in some diner, you know, where like the waiters wear roller skates. I don't know why, but it just sounds like that. It definitely has a Queen influence to me, and it sounds very 70s and very retro. And if you follow Harry Styles too, you know he kind of has the treat people with kindness brand and mantra, and it gives that brand a sound. He says, maybe we can find a place to feel good. And I think he's talking about how when you treat people with kindness, you can slowly but surely try to make the world a better place. Then, finally, we go to the grand finale, track 12, Fine Line. This is definitely the deepest cutting song on the album. It makes sense, to me, it makes sense to put it at the end because it shows how everything comes full circle, which I love to see happen in an album. The sound at the very beginning, that kind of sound effect, and the light guitar strums makes me know that I'm about to feel hurt when I hear this song. He says, you've got my devotion, but man, I can hate you sometimes. So he's saying this relationship is over, but in a way it isn't. And he says, we'll be a fine line. And he does say that over and over, which I'll unpack in a minute. So essentially him and this girl, they're trying to be friends, but there's still that I hate you, I love you aspect. And he's basically saying that they'll go their separate ways while trying to be friends and understand that they both want different things. He tips kind of tips a hat at the relationship and acknowledges it as something that taught him a lesson in life. And he repeats, we'll be a fine line, we'll be all right. And I know that some people think it's repetitive. I have a friend in particular who doesn't like the song because they think it's repetitive. But honestly, in my opinion, what more does he need to say than that? That's it. Like, he laid it all out there. I love the trumpets toward the end because it makes the song sound like the end of a movie to me. And it's essentially... What the album is, is the end of a movie, the end of a relationship, how the relationship comes full circle, and it ends an emotional roller coaster in a good way. I think this song is perfect for making a big change in life, like moving, graduating, quitting a job, having a breakup, and definitely crying. I would love to hear it played in a movie trailer, honestly. So, that kind of wraps it up for this episode. Overall, this is a great album for breakups, crying, celebrating the happy times, and the very sad times. So, like I said, that's it for episode 5 of Gina's Groove. Stay tuned for episode 6 coming next week, and have a great week!